Hey everyone, welcome to Christ Community Church Online. Thanks for joining us for service this weekend. I'm Melissa. And I'm Sadie, and we are today's service hosts. Can you believe that fall is right around the corner? We can't. Speaking of, our Women's Fall Worship Night is coming up and registration is now open. That's right. Just go to the women's page on our website for the link to register. We will be practicing social distancing outside, but that won't stop us from coming together for an awesome time of worship. We will be having a young woman by the name of Allie Crummy, who will be coming in from Iowa with her band to lead worship for that night. Take a look at this clip from one of her latest songs called I Have Peace. Be sure to head to the women's page on our website for more information on the event and more details on our COVID-19 guidelines. We hope to see you there. Even though we are limited in what we can do in person, there's so much community that can happen online. We would love for you to connect with us by following us on Facebook and Instagram at CCC Rochester. On our Facebook, there are also more specific groups that you can join, including a group for men, women, and Kids City families. For students, you can engage with us on Facebook and Instagram at Impact Ratch. This is a great way for you to stay connected with us throughout the week. Lastly, we wanted to give a huge thanks to our Student Ministries Band. They'll be leading us in worship today. So with that in mind, we invite you to engage in this service and all that God has for you today. Let's take this opportunity to worship our King together today. Hi everyone, thank you for joining us. I would just like to invite you to really soak in these words of worship because we are so excited to be with you tonight.
just, I want to thank you for this day. Thank you for letting us have the opportunity to be able to come and worship you. From our homes, from the church, wherever it may, it may be, we are able to have a privilege to worship you. Dear Lord, I would like to pray that you would really help the message to really speak to us and let our hearts be still so we can really hear what you're trying to say. I would like to pray that everybody has a great day and that you would bless them in every single way. In your name I pray, amen. Welcome back. And for those of you just tuning in now, I'm Melissa. And I'm Sadie. Thank you so much for worshiping with us today. And thanks again for our Student Ministries Band for leading us in worship. Part of Christ Community's DNA is sending and supporting missions around the world to live out our mission of restoring our broken world through the gospel of Jesus Christ. You can join us in this and worship through your giving. We invite you to take this opportunity to click the Give link on your screen. We are grateful for your generosity. If you're new to joining us, thank you for tuning in to our online church experience today. We are thrilled to welcome you to our church. We invite you to take this moment to fill out our online connection card. It is a great way for us to help you get connected here at CCC. You can find this by clicking the connect link on your screen or in the Facebook post. Or you can click the live prayer button and one of our service hosts would be happy to get connected with you that way too. We are continuing to pray for each of you, and we would love to join with you today in lifting up your specific needs and praises. We can be confident that God hears us when we come before him. If you would like prayer at any time during our service, our hosts are available on our streaming service through the live prayer feature. There are many opportunities to receive prayer throughout the week, too. You can check these out in the prayer section on our website. Thanks again for tuning in to Christ Community Church Online. Now, here's the message from Daryl. Hey, Christ community. My name's Daryl. It's good to be with you this weekend. I'm so glad that we get to spend time together. If you have a Bible with you, if you would turn with me to Luke chapter 11, and in just a couple of minutes, we're going to look at the first four verses of that chapter as we talk today about prayer. So when my daughters were in middle school and high school, um, there was about an eight to 10 year window there where one of my main forms of exercise was running. So I grew up playing basketball, and in basketball, running is sprints up and down the court, and we didn't spend a lot of time running any distance. 
And I decided to start running because my daughters joined the track club or joined the uh, cross country team at their school. And so I was, I was running so that I could do their training runs with them on the weekends and over the holidays. And so I, I took up this form of exercise and I never became a runner. Some of you guys who are runners, you know what I'm talking about. I was just a guy who ran so I could run with my daughters. And I still remember the first run I took. And we lived on this street that was about a half a mile long. It was a kind of a down and back. And so I decided for my first run, I'm going to run a mile. And I was a former athlete. And so I didn't think that this was going to be any big deal. And so I kind of, you know, I got on my shoes and got stretched out. And, and I started jogging down towards the end of the street. And I still remember to this day, I hit the quarter mile mark. There was another street in the neighborhood. It was a quarter mile from our house. And my legs were so heavy and my quads were burning and I could barely breathe. And I was, I was so mad at myself for how out of shape I was. And I was mad at running because running is just dumb. And I just like, I had this, it was just this moment where I could not believe that I, I made it a quarter mile from my house and I was exhausted and I wanna quit and I pressed through. And I finished the run and then I began to talk with some other people because when you start something new, you know, I was trying to learn and I was trying to find out. And, and I grew up playing basketball and I learned that there's a big difference between runners and the community of people who run and basketball players. So if you're a basketball player or if you're a guy who's wanting to play basketball, if you show up at the park, at the court, and it's your, it's your first time to try basketball, when you get out on the court for the game, if you don't know what you're doing, you're gonna be mocked and sent back to the sidelines. And that's kind of what as I was expecting as a basketball player, that's what I was expecting to, to get from people who ran. But what I learned was people who run, when they hear that you've started running, they say things like, way to go. And man, I'm so excited for you. And hey, call me if you ever wanna run together. And they're fine. They're like, it's your first or second time to run. They're, they're so... They're so glad you're there, that you've joined their sport. They're encouraging and all these things. And, and when I would kind of grouse about like how I can't go very far or I have to go, oh, so slow, somebody would always say something. It was my favorite comment somebody made. It's like, hey, you lapped everybody who's at home sitting on the couch. And I was like, that's the only people I lapped today. But like there was just this huge, encouraging, life-giving community around learning to, to run and to become a person who runs. So I grew up in church. And if you grew up in church, probably like me, you've got some church baggage. And we're in this series on prayer. And part of my church baggage connects to series and sermons and talks on prayer. What I remember from series on prayer when I was growing up and even as a young adult was I always left those talks feeling like the laziest, you know, worst, most apathetic Christian, pagan who couldn't get up early enough to pray and didn't pray long enough and didn't pray hard enough. And, and I would come out of all of that feeling beat up. And my church experience was a whole lot more like going to the basketball court where you know the people who didn't measure up, they got sent over to the sideline until they finally figured out how to up their game. So we're in this series on prayer and this is not gonna be that kind of series. This series is more like the community of runners. We're gonna be like a, a community running club together where we're gonna be encouraging to each other. We're gonna be cheering each other on. We're gonna recognize that, you know, some of us, spiritually speaking, we're closer to the couch than we are to a 5K. 
Some of us are nursing an injury. Some of us have just kind of been coasting a little bit. We're, we're still moving forward, but we're not really pushing it hard. Some of us might be running our best time or our, our greatest distance um, spiritually. And so we're just gonna all be together on this and it doesn't matter where you've been in this subject and this practice of prayer. Uh, today's a new day. And so I'm so excited for us as a church family to be together as we lean into this subject of prayer. Now I wanna talk with you a little bit today about these words from Luke chapter 11, but before we jump into there, let me just kind of give you a preview of what happens when we pray. And we're gonna talk about this in the middle of September, and so you have to wait for me to flesh these things out. But I really want you just to hear this today as encouragement for you to, to start and to grow in this practice of prayer. And so I just have four things. We're gonna, we're gonna talk about them again in a few weeks. But when we are people of prayer, we experience these things. We experience first intimacy with God. We have increased faith. Uh, there's interruption of the status quo. God actually steps into our life and makes some things better. And we end up participating in things that are miraculous. And so because of these kinds of things, it's really important for you and for me to be people of prayer. And so this whole series of, first of all, pray, uh, we're gonna learn how to be people of prayer. So if you've got your Bible, turn with me to Luke chapter 11, verses one through four. Again, this is a really famous passage of scripture. Jesus is talking with his disciples and he's teaching them on prayer. So starting in verse one, one day Jesus was praying in a certain place. And when he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray just as John taught his disciples. So he said to them, when you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, give us each day our daily bread, forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone who sins against us and lead us not into temptation. And so the disciples are watching Jesus pray. And if you do a little reading on this passage, there are some people who just kind of speculate about what must have happened in that prayer moment. Did, you know, did something miraculous happen? Did heaven come down to earth? I tend to think it was more of just kind of a normal prayer time that Jesus had and his disciples were seeing that and they realized that maybe this is an area where they needed to learn some things. And so they just asked Jesus as their teacher, say, Lord, Will you teach us to pray? And one of the things that's really interesting to me in all this is if you look at the chronology of Jesus's life on earth and in particularly of his time with his disciples, they've already been with him for two years. They spent, Jesus spent almost three years with these guys, but he is now in the last year of his time with them. And what I love about this, when Jesus is, he's praying, they see him pray and whatever happened for whatever reason, they say, Lord, will you teach us to pray? And what I so appreciate about this is knowing that these guys have been walking with Jesus for over two years at this point. I love that Jesus did not look at them and just roll his eyes and say, you know, finally, I've been waiting for you ding-dongs to ask me about this. This is the most important thing. And I just think that's so important for us in this moment to recognize no matter where you are in this journey of prayer, whether you've been a person who call yourself a Christian starting this morning or today, or whether you're a person who's been doing this for a long time in your life. If you're asking this question, Lord, teach me to pray, 
Jesus is not rolling his eyes at you either. He's not being critical of you. He's not worried about where you've been. What Jesus would say to you and to me in this moment is the same thing that he said to his disciples in their moment when they asked, Lord, teach us to pray. Here's what he said, when you pray. And I want us to hold on to those three words for just a moment because there's a couple of things that we learn about prayer from them and about Jesus's view of prayer for us. The first thing to hang on to, because Jesus told them, like he said, when he said, when you pray, he was giving us permission to just start where we are. You don't have to be in a certain place before you get to start with Jesus in what one author called this school of prayer. It's again, it's a community running club. It's, it's start where you are, whatever you're, wherever you are, today is the day to start this journey. These guys didn't ask Jesus to teach them to pray because they were really good at it and they were trying to become great. They were beginners in this journey of prayer and they were two years into a relationship with Jesus saying, hey, Jesus, would you teach us to pray? They were beginners, they were at the start and it's okay for you and for me to be at the start of our prayer journey too. And so just to know from Jesus, it's okay to start where you are. And then the second thing that is important in those first three words when you pray is that we learn to pray by praying. That's how we learn to pray. We learn to pray by actually praying you can learn about prayer by reading or listening to podcasts or sermons like this. Like you can learn about prayer, but if you're going to learn to pray, you learn to pray by actually praying. That's what Jesus told his disciples when they said, hey, teach us to pray. He said, when you pray, if there was a better way to learn about prayer or a better way to learn to pray, Jesus would have given them that better way. But instead he says to them, hey, when you pray, if you want to learn to pray, you become a person of prayer. And then what follows in these verses and really what I want to do for us today, I want to give you, I want to give you a definition of prayer. And then I want us to look briefly at this, at the way Jesus prayed, this model prayer that he gives. And then after he gives that model prayer that we've already read, he tells them a little story and that has a moral to it. So we're going to look at the verses that have the moral of the story, which is actually a promise from Jesus and then I've got some homework I want you to try and some questions for reflection today. So we've got a little bit of work to do in the remaining time together, but I think this is gonna be really helpful for you and it's gonna put this subject of prayer like right, on, right in front of you in the shelf where you, can, where you can grab onto it and you can move forward in these things. So first, let me give you a definition of prayer. Prayer is, this is very simple, it's talking with my heavenly father. That's what prayer is, is talking with my heavenly father. I read a quote years ago and I've held on to it. It's by a guy named Paul Miller. It's from his book, A Praying Life. And he says, oddly enough, many people struggle to learn how to pray because they're focusing on praying and not on God. And so that's why I love that little definition of prayer is it's talking with my heavenly father. I don't need to get wrapped up so much in what kind of prayer I'm praying like it's some sort of a presentation I'm making. I'm just, I'm having a conversation with my heavenly father. And so what Jesus does for us here is like he starts out his first word. He says, father, and he's reminding us that this is your heavenly father. This isn't, this isn't a person who's so far away and above that you don't have access to them. This is a person who's accessible to you in an intimate relationship with you. He starts out by saying father, and then he walks them through five different, I'm just calling them a framework. They're five little topics or subjects of things that you could talk with your heavenly father about. 
So he starts, he says, Father, hallowed be your name. Hallowed is just a fancy word for honor. And it's just about recognizing God's character and honoring him for who he is. So when you pray, one of the ways to pray is to honor God, to talk to him about who he is, about how you know him to be, about maybe something you've read in the scriptures, that re- how he reveals himself to us. It's just very simple just to, to honor him and acknowledge him as your God and as your heavenly father. And then the next line is, your kingdom come. And this is act asking for intervention. And I, re- I really like this aspect of praying. Um, this is asking God to bring heaven to earth. So in heaven, there's no sickness. And if you are praying for yourself or for someone who's sick or for this pandemic that we're in the middle of asking your kingdom come, is asking God to bring the health and the wellness of heaven into the lives of us here on earth who struggle with sickness. And I love talking to God about certain things like what it would be like if heaven came to earth. And so if you're, if you're looking for words and ways to express yourself, I, I let myself imagine before the Lord what what it would be like in a particular circumstance in my life or the life of my family, somebody I know and love in our community, like what it would be like if heaven actually came to earth in those circumstances and just asking God to intervene and to bring heaven to earth for us. The third part of this little framework Jesus gives is provision. Give us each day our daily bread. He says, and it's just, it's a request that God would provide for the needs that we have each day. Most of us already have the food that we need for today. And, and so Marie and I do, like we still have, we have our food, we have a pantry full of it, but I still ask God to provide for us. And the reason I do that is because I need to be reminded of where our provision comes from. Our provision isn't, isn't from my work or from Marie's work or from, like our provision is the Lord uses those things to provide for our needs, but he is our provider. And so in asking him to provide for our needs is really an acknowledgement of him as the one who provides for us. And it's also a great moment to be able to say thank you to him for the provision that we have received. The next section here is about forgiveness. And this one's a little sticky because Jesus says, forgive us our sins for we also forgive everyone who sins against us. And and it is like it's appropriate in prayer to request forgiveness for your own sins and to be forgiving toward other people in your conversation with your heavenly father and for those of us who struggle with forgiving others this can be a really powerful way to pray if you're if somebody's wronged you and particularly if it's this ongoing offense to be able to pray before the Lord, not just asking for forgiveness for yourself, but, but committing to the Lord and talking to and with him about this forgiveness that you need to exercise in your life. And he's, he's very glad to hear from you how hard it is and maybe how much you don't want to and how you did yesterday, but today you don't. You have a great opportunity to wrestle with one of these major things that mo- many of us wrestle with Uh, in prayer before the Lord is, Lord, forgive me, but help me be forgiving to these people who have wronged me. And you can talk to your heavenly father about this and you can ask him 
to help you do these most important things. And so after forgiveness, then we move into this little statement that Jesus says about guidance. He says, lead us not into temptation. And if you want to say it in positive words, maybe you would say, Lord, would you guide me into what is right and what is good? So lead me away from the stuff where I might go astray. Lead me into what is right and what is good. And and you know the circumstances that are part of your life and you know the decisions that are in front of you and you can articulate those things to the Lord and you can ask him to guide you into the things that are right and good. Now, as I talk with people about prayer, one of the things I hear a lot is people kind of expressing a sense of, of inadequacy maybe or of guilt because their prayer life feels like they're asking the Lord for a lot of things. And if that's you, here's what I would tell you just from this really important um, foundational conversation Jesus has with his disciples about learning to pray. There are five pieces of this, this little foundation here. The first one is honor, and that's something that you give to God. The other four are things that Jesus has said for us to ask of our heavenly father. And so if you're one of those people who kind of gets hung up and feels bad about yourself or like somehow your prayer life is inferior because you're always asking God for things, honor is the one thing you give to him. And Jesus says, there's four things you can ask for. So if you get hung up on like the, I ask too much, just like stop that, stop that. Jesus gave you permission to ask your heavenly father for things because he is a good father who wants to do things for you. And so in giving us this framework on these topics for praying, then Jesus, he moves into this little story. And I'm going to let you read the story on your own. It's in verses five through eight. But I want to take you to the moral of the story and a promise that Jesus makes in verses nine and 10. Addressed directly to people who struggle with asking things for God. Jesus says to his disciples, verse nine, so I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives. The one who seeks, finds. And the one who knocks, the door will be opened. And this is just this amazing promise about the kind of God our Heavenly Father is, that he wants you to ask so that you can receive. He wants you to seek so that you can find. He wants you to knock so that he can open the door to you. And so don't, don't be afraid or shy of asking God for these things. Lean on this little, this little uh, model that Jesus has given to us, these topics that he's given to us for how we can pray. And I just wanna remind you in all of that, we're not focusing on the prayer as much as we are on the one we're praying to on our God. So let me give you some homework for this week. And I, I think this will be helpful to you no matter where you are in this journey on prayer. Um, there are five pieces to this framework of, of prayer. And so what I would encourage you to do today, I'm gonna give you our normal discussion questions here in a minute. The discussion questions are for this weekend, but as you move into the week, so on Monday, spend your prayer time honoring God. On Tuesday, spend some time asking God to intervene, bring heaven to earth. On Wednesday, ask God for provision and thank him for provision, but maybe not just for yourself, but for some people that you know who need God to step in in some ways, but have a conversation with your heavenly father about his provision. On Thursday, talk to God about forgiveness, request forgiveness for yourself 
Ask him to help you be a forgiving person if you need to do that. And then on Friday, I'm asking God and having conversation with him about guidance in your life. And when you're doing this homework, let me say it again, you're just talking with your heavenly father. It's not a major presentation for school or for work. It's not something that you have to, that you have to spend you know, time, energy, and hours preparing. You're talking with your heavenly father about these different topics, these different subject matters that he's been really clear he wants you to talk with him about. And so I would say to you, if it takes three minutes, great. If it ends up lasting 30 minutes, that's great too. And if you start by honoring God and your mind wanders a little bit, like whose mind doesn't wander when they're praying and wherever you end up, it's okay. Just continue to talk with God about the things that are on your heart and your mind. Just start with, start with these places that Jesus gives us as starting points and just kind of walk through uh, what he, like where he would lead you in that, in that prayer journey for that day. And I think if you'll lean into that, you'll find that like you, you have permission from the Lord to start where you are and he wants to hear from you and you will begin to learn to pray because you're actually praying. And so I hope you'll do that homework this coming week and I'm excited to, to hear and to see how it helps you as an individual and how it helps us as a church begin to grow in this topic of prayer. Now, this is the weekend, so you're watching me on the weekend. The weekend is for the discussion questions. I really encourage you uh, to either reflect on these if you're by yourself or to discuss them with the people that you're watching this uh, worship service with. So here's the questions that I have for you today. The first is, are you good at starting where you are or do you wanna have things figured out before you're comfortable starting something? And that's really a question about life in general, but particularly in prayer. Maybe you feel like you're a novice. You don't wanna start until you feel like you're more of an expert. Um, so how are you about starting where you are? Second, if you were to describe your thoughts about or your experience with prayer in three words or less, what would they be? Some of you are so excited, don't have to use three words on this, on this question, and some of you don't even know how you're gonna start with three words. But three words or less, what's your thoughts about or experience with prayer? The third question for you, assuming you do the homework this week, which day do you think is gonna be the easiest for you? When you think about those five elements or those five little pieces of prayer, as conversation starters, which one do you think is gonna be the easiest for you? And then the fourth one, what is one thing or one area in your life for which you really need this ask, seek, knock promise from Jesus to be true? Because he was really clear that when you ask, you'll receive. And when you seek, you're gonna find. And when you knock, the door is going to be open to you. So I encourage you to take advantage this week of, of asking, seeking, and knocking. And let's see what God does for us, our Heavenly Father does for us as we talk with him. So can I pray for us? Would you guys please bow your head and close your eyes with me and let me close our time together with prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you um, for being our Father. And thank you for permission to start where we are in this most important thing of prayer. Thank you that, that you're not shaking your head at us, wondering where we've been. You're not critical of us. You're welcoming us into your presence, into conversation with you. And I pray for myself and I pray for my friends as we, as we take our next steps, whatever they are, as we take our next steps in prayer this week and in weeks ahead, may we know you better. May we experience your presence. May we know that you're listening to us 
And may we see things change in our lives and in the world around us because you've given us a glimpse of the work that you're doing as we ask you to step in um, in prayer. And so again, this is an incredible gift and incredible privilege that you've given to us. We thank you and we look forward to days ahead as we encourage one another in becoming people of and a church of prayer. So Jesus, all this is possible because of you and the access you give us to our Father through your death on the cross, through your resurrection from the dead. We trust you and we honor you. We love you. And so we pray these things in your name. Amen. Thank you guys. It's been great to be with you. God bless you. Have a great week. Thanks so much for joining us today for service. If you know of any needs in our church or in our community, please reach out as we want to help. You can do this by contacting the church office or by going to the service opportunity tool on our website. We'll work with you to figure out how CCC can help. Thank you for choosing Christ Community Online for your church experience today.